Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting, or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Episode 21, and welcome to the show. For our last discussion episode, we talked about how to be a great MC, was our discussion. Mm-hmm. And falling off the back of that, we got thinking about the, the other side of that around when you are a speaker and being introduced by an MC. And so today we're talking all about how to write that introduction that the MC would use to introduce you as a speaker or as a presenter. Yeah, because generally as a speaker, you provide the MC with an introduction rather than them coming up with it themselves, whether that's doing some research on you or even on the fly. It is generally provided by the speaker. Yeah, provided by the speaker because, well, you know the most about you. You know what you're about to talk about and what your audience needs to know. And honestly, it just makes it easier for the MC if they can have those couple of sentences that they read and everybody knows that it's right. Yeah, so let's start with the importance of a great introduction. Yeah. And I I think, quite simply, it sets up your talk. It sets up the energy and the tone for your talk. It introduces you as a person and a speaker and starts to introduce your content without telling any of your content. Yeah, it really is the beginning of your presentation. Your Mm. audience is starting to engage with, with, as you say, you as a person and as a speaker and the content that's coming up. And I believe that a great introduction sets up a great talk. Mm. So that raises the question, when would you need an introduction? I think there's a lot of scenarios when you would. The obvious one is when you're on stage doing a keynote or a main stage session or speech. But there's a lot of other times where an introduction would be really handy to have as well. Giving a business presentation, if you're at maybe a networking group, chamber of commerce, any of those sorts of scenarios. Yep. And the other one is if you are going to be appearing on podcasts. Podcasts are, of course, getting more common these days and there's a lot more people who are being interviewed and sharing their expertise. And likewise, if you are a podcaster, you need to get an introduction from someone. On our podcast, when we have guests in, we grab an introduction from them. So we have the long bio up front and then we have the straight up introduction to them, which we get from the guest. Yeah. In the workplace, if you go to a meeting, perhaps an interdepartmental meeting, and maybe not everyone in that meeting knows you, it's nice to be introduced properly. I remember a few years ago, I went to a meeting, I was working in safety and I had to go to a meeting in a different department. And the way that I was introduced was, ah, Kate's here. All right. The end. And no one knew what I was there for or where I was from. And it was all the most awkward situation. And it's so much nicer when you've got someone who's handing over to you saying, Kate's here from safety. She's going to talk to us today about whatever it is. Mm, Saves you having to then really quickly think up your own introduction as you're being introduced yeah yeah yeah. so there's maybe a little bit of an obscure question here which is what if you cross this boundary where you're an mc and you require an introduction oh yeah so at the events we've run where i'm the mc i write an introduction the same as we'll talk about in this episode but instead of somebody presenting that from stage we actually get a microphone off stage and it's just a voiceover So people are getting into the room and getting comfortable. And then over the PA comes sometimes things like housekeeping, get comfortable. And then tonight our MC is going to be um, this guy. He's done this, this and this. Please make very welcome. So sometimes as an MC, you do need an introduction as well. An introduction to the introducer. 
<laughs> so if we look at not having an introduction at all, and as a speaker or a presenter, you just appear in front of people. And I've seen this happen and it it's just really awkward. I remember one time a speaker was on stage, it was their time to present, and they started with, oh, so they'll let anybody up here to the microphone, will they? I've, I've never seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's just awkward, right? Mm, making a joke when you're not introduced already is really dangerous and very rarely goes well. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, which leaves you in this, that awkward position, and now it's now it's a case of I need to introduce myself as the speaker, mm. and that's just taking time, and honestly, it's not the most interesting thing of a presentation normally. So if you've got that introduction that you give to somebody else who is introducing you, the MC reads that out and welcomes you on stage, it allows you to immediately launch straight into your content, straight into the good stuff that you've prepared for the interest and the benefit of the audience. So let's stay on this idea of launching straight into your content. Um, I believe it was Dr. John Medina who wrote a psychology book, Brain Rules. Oh, I like John Medina, yes. Yeah. He does a lot of good stuff that I apply to PowerPoint design. Yeah, right. What he discovered was that a speaker has eight seconds to make a great introduction and that will determine whether or not their audience is going to listen to them or not. Literally eight seconds is all you have. And if you use that eight seconds to say, hi, my name's Kate Norris, <laughs> that's a wasted opportunity to grab yeah. your audience and keep them engaged for the rest of your presentation. Your, your first words out of your mouth need to be interesting, need to be sharp, need to be really solid. And if you waste that time introducing yourself, that's an opportunity missed. That time when you first walk on stage is the only time that you have the audience's undivided attention. Mm, absolutely. And that's why you need someone else to introduce you and to introduce you well. So the other thing that a really great introduction does is allow some credibility to be built before you actually get to the stage. And if someone else says that you've, you know, won all of these awards and have done all these great things. That sounds so much better, especially in Australia, where we don't love... Oh, the self-promotion. Self-promotion. Yeah. It's a lot better coming from someone else. So we've got an example here of Phil M. Jones. Now, this was from a speech breakdown that we did a couple of episodes ago. Yep. It was from a keynote that he did here in Brisbane. And he's been introduced by the MC to a room full of salespeople. Mm. So have a listen. He's the youngest ever recipient of the British Excellence in Sales and Marketing Award. And to date, he's reached over 2 million people in 57 countries. The best-selling author of Exactly What to Say, Exactly How to Sell, and Exactly Where to Start, you'll know exactly how to welcome him to stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Phil M. Jones. So having listened to that, we know that he most likely provided that information, hmm. that introduction to the MC, but it's still all stuff he doesn't have to say and it's coming from somebody else. In the ears of the audience, it sounds a bit like a testimonial or a referral. It's coming from somebody else and this is why you should listen to this guy rather than this is why you should listen to me. I think it is credentials more than testimonial, but, but you're right, it, it's just... This is why you need to listen to this person because they've proven themselves in this way. Yeah. So let's have a talk, Kate, about what an introduction should achieve. You've sat down to write an introduction because you've got something coming up and you need to be introduced. What does this introduction need to achieve? What do you need to put in there? 
and we've narrowed it down to four questions that you need to answer on behalf of your audience. Mm -hmm. It's not super important what order you answer these four questions in, but you do need to answer all four Mm. in your introduction. The first being, what is the topic? So this is answering the question in the mind of the audience. What's the topic that we're going to be covering in this presentation that's upcoming? Do you mean the subject or the title of the speech? I think definitely the subject. So what's the subject matter that we're going to be covering? What's the audience going to hear from you? The title may or may not be relevant. Often it's not, but... Actually, I think I would argue that your title probably would be something that you put on maybe the program. Yeah, because it's often the title is often related to the message of your presentation. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like that. The second question to answer in the mind of your audience is how is this topic or subject relevant to me? That is, why should I spend the next 20, 30, 45 minutes listening to this person? Why is this content important to me? You know, at a conference, you often have speakers on a range of topics. So I remember the one you did, Kate, where you're speaking to all of those virtual assistants Mm. and you're speaking to them about how to present on video. And so answering in the mind of people who are personal assistants of why do I need to care about presenting on video? Yep, that makes sense. So just making it relevant to your audience. The third question, why is the speaker an expert on this topic? So let's talk about Phil M. Jones real quick, because that's really easy. We heard there that he'd spoken to all of those countries, all of those people, and written the three books in really quick credibility there, um, which just shows that he's an expert. He's not just somebody they found on the way here. He hasn't done some Googling on the way to the conference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the fourth question to answer is, who is the speaker? So I feel like this is about really humanizing them and giving a little bit of personality to them. Yeah, absolutely. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, humanizing them. Who is this person? So those are the four questions that your introduction should achieve. Again, it doesn't really matter the order, but number one, what is the topic? Number two, how is this topic relevant to me? Number three, why is this speaker an expert on this topic? And number four, who is the speaker? Yeah, nice. Okay, so I definitely agree. They're the four questions that need to be answered. And there's also some considerations that need to go around these questions as well to make sure that your introduction is nice and tight and achieves what it needs to achieve. Yeah, so we have four strong recommendations that we think every introduction needs to address and achieve and include. So let's go through them. So first of all, keep it short. Yeah. I have received introductions for speakers that are a page and a half long. <laughs> yep. And that's way too long. You don't want it to be more than 20 or 30 seconds maximum mm. to introduce you. Now, how long is 20 to 30 seconds? So the average speaking rate is around 140 words per minute. Yep. 30 seconds is 70-ish words. That's not much. No, it's only, what, two, three, maybe four sentences. Yeah, it is surprising how much you can get into that many words. You'll still be able to answer those four questions. Yeah, it's worth certainly thinking about the introduction and crafting what it is that goes into those sentences. So how do you get all of this information that you want into just a couple of sentences? So first of all, it's not the time to be outlining your entire life story. You don't need... <laughs> yeah, he was born born at a young age, close to his mother. So you've got to keep it super relevant. What's actually relevant to you at this time and mm. to this speech? Yeah, what we're doing here today. Mm. 
And you might have a list of qualifications, achievements, background in this area that you're talking about. But again, keeping it really relevant, having to maybe pick out one or two of those achievements rather than listing the 50 of them that you've got. Yeah, because unfortunately, not all of your qualifications may be relevant to the particular presentation today. If you have a minute or something of listing achievements and awards and qualifications, like that's that's really cool for you. But it does start to sound like you're just bragging that you've done all of this stuff. And it's just not interesting to the audience when we've moved away from being super relevant uh, and answering those four questions that we talked about. Hmm. And like we mentioned when we did our structure episode is that restrictions are good. So the introduction is about introducing you to the audience more so than sort of listing out a biography or what have you. So just what's relevant to you, your audience and the presentation today. So the easiest way to keep it short is to just make sure that you don't spoil your speech. So not giving the content of your speech in the introduction. I think we've all seen example of this. I've actually had this happen to me and I was giving a presentation, which, you know, as you can imagine, you carefully craft it. And part of this presentation was there was a little bit of mystery in the beginning about exactly what it was that I was talking about. And that sort of got revealed as I went on. And I'd sent through my introduction that gave, um, it introduced me and some of the information that was that would be relevant. The problem was the MC either forgot or chose not to use that introduction and instead introduced me impromptu. The problem was the only thing the MC knew about me was what I was going to be speaking about. And so my introduction the MC gave just completely spoiled my speech. It like, was your speech. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just gave it away. So I'm walking on stage like, uh, why am I needed now? They've kind of just heard it. Mm. So giving away content in the introduction almost negates the need for you to give some of your content, especially if it's carefully crafted to be delivered in a certain way, be that persuasive or entertaining or what have you. you know, it's kind of like hearing the punchline of the joke before you hear the joke. Mm. I think this is the biggest downfall I see of poor introductions is they just spoil the speech. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the MC's fault. In that case, mm. it was. You might have a speaker who sends through their introduction and it will say, I'm going to talk about the time I went to Africa and I went on safari and <laughs> met this giraffe and it was... <laughs> and I had this big life lesson, which was save the giraffes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the MT introduces you. So then you come out and everyone already knows that you've met the giraffe, had this realization and... It's kind of like you've taken a, a 20 minute talk and just made it a 20 second talk and got somebody else to present it. Yeah, so keep your actual content out of the introduction. So that's one of the first considerations is to keep it short, no more than 20, 30 seconds max, which is around 70 words and don't spoil your content. So the second consideration is to add something different. This is your opportunity to give a little bit of your personality to the audience, maybe a detail that's a little bit interesting. A little bit quirky or different. Yeah, that really shows you as a person. A little bit of personality that makes the audience lean forward and go, ah, oh, can stop that introduction being sort of very serious the whole way through, just mm. adds a little bit of lightness in there, a little bit of humour just before you walk out, which I think is... Nice to have the audience in that frame of mind when you start speaking. Yeah. So there's actually an introduction that springs to mind that I thought did this particularly well. Uh, so the introduction achieved everything it needed to. It talked about what the topic was going to be, the relevance and the credentials of the person. The last sentence did a really good job of adding this something a little bit different. Is that the Matthew one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yes. You sent it through to me. I've got it here. Oh, good. Do you want to read out just that last sentence? Yeah. 
Matthew grew up in a small farm town of Massachusetts where he made a name for himself by becoming the first student in his high school to be suspended for inciting riot upon himself. Which is just something a little bit different. It's going to make your audience lean in and go, what's that all about? And who is this guy who got a riot against himself? It's just that little bit different. Adds a bit of personality. Yeah, and helps build that little bit of likability before you even get up to the stage. Yeah, so we recommend that you do try and add something different in there, a little bit of um, a little bit of a fun fact about yourself kind of thing. It can just help the audience be in a good frame of mind and like you before you walk on stage. Yeah. The third one is potentially quite simple on the surface, but if you miss it, it makes a massive difference to an introduction. And it is simply to end on your full name. So end of an introduction for myself could be... Please welcome to the stage, Thomas Craft. Super simple, but it shows that the time for the audience to pay attention to the speaker is now. And it very clearly indicates when you're appearing that this introduction has finished and we can he's now going to be appearing, the applause can happen and it gets the audience ready. Rather sort of ending on a sentence and it's unclear what's happening next. In our last discussion episode, we talked about when you're an MC and the importance of pronouncing people's names correctly. Yeah. And as a speaker, we can help the MC do that by, if need be, spelling out our names phonetically. My maiden name is Rasmussen, and people for some reason always said Rasmussen. Like if they just read it. If they just read it. Yeah. Even though it's not a split vowel. <laughs> but I would spell it phonetically mm. and put like in brackets afterneath afterneath and put in brackets underneath like mustn't so if you've got a name that is one that people trip over a lot or it is maybe not spelled how it sounds or vice versa it can be really helpful if you just put it phonetically there for the mc um, just helps them absolutely nail it so that when your introduction finishes it finishes on your full name that's pronounced correctly and the audience knows exactly what's happening now which is you're about to speak yeah in an ideal world you would also talk to the mc beforehand and make sure that they know how to pronounce your name yeah again in a perfect world they will have spoken to you and make sure they are comfortable pronouncing it but it's just about finding as many ways to make sure that mistake doesn't happen yeah that's how to go about writing a great introduction that sets you up for a great talk that you can give to the MC or the host of the event. Allows you to launch straight into your content and gives your credibility extra credibility when it comes from somebody else. We talk about those four questions that you need to answer for your audience. Number one, what is the topic? Number two, how is the topic relevant to me? Number three, why is this speaker an expert on this topic? And number four, who is the speaker? And then we had the three recommendations to think about when you're answering those questions. The first is keep it short, 20 to 30 seconds. Don't spoil your content. Add something different, a little detail to show your personality. And then the final one is to end on your full name and make sure that the MC is able to pronounce it correctly. So it's worth spending a little bit of time on this script, these couple of sentences that will get you introduced to your audience. Following these couple of recommendations and suggestions from us will make that a lot easier and your introduction a lot more effective. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. If you have any questions about presentations that you'd like us to discuss, get in touch by emailing us. 
at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information of this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week. Just for interest, some speech rates for a couple of TED Talks that you probably know. Tony Robbins speaks at 200 words a minute. Brene Brown speaks at 150 words a minute. And Simon Sinek is in the middle at 170 words a minute. There you go.